Well, hey there. Happy day to you. Thanks for taking a minute to tune in to this episode of the Threads Podcast, Life Unfiltered. My name is Ben Crocker, and my co-host is Jason Teary. That's typically how the show goes, at least. Today, though, you have the treat of listening to Jason do a show with his sister. And what's really funny is his sister has the same name as his wife. However, they are spelled differently. Both Jason and his sister Megan are dedicated to taking care of themselves and cultivating happiness regardless of what circumstances they find themselves in. By doing these things, both Jason and Megan are able to help others live their best life as well. Today, you have the opportunity to listen as they do a show together. Jason's sister Megan Fenyo is the host of I Am Enough TV. Be sure to check out her website at meganfenyo.com. That's M E G A N F E N Y O E.com. Thanks again for tuning into the Threads Podcast, Life Unfiltered. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this is Megan Fenyo with I Am Enough TV, and I am so excited. I actually never thought that this would happen, to be honest. But I'm super excited to have my big brother joining us on the show today. Hey, Jason. Hello. Thanks for having me. So I don't know. Most people know, like, my maiden name is Teary, and my Fenyo is my married name. So uh, it's pretty awesome to have my brother here. You are in very cold Michigan right now, huh? It's not too bad today. It was it was rainy and windy, but it's 52, so... 52 38 tomorrow though of course yeah mm. it's uh rainy and like 65 here so i gotta rub it in a little bit yeah okay so let's get to the good stuff so never in a million years did i ever think i would ever ask you this question <laughs> and it means so much to me that you wanted to be on the show and uh you're my you're the second guy that has been on the show oh so this is like huge so jason what does it mean for you to be enough. Yeah, you know, I've followed you uh, with this movement, and it's been really cool to see the the traction that you're gra- you're gaining. And um, you know, I I thought about this today because like this is the main question you were going to ask, and I, you know, and before we started, I'm like, what does that even mean? And you're like, ah, it just means whatever you want it to mean, and uh, and that's really good because I was struggling with what that means. Uh, and uh, with me, I think I'm enough. Because of what I've come from, you know, of uh, the abuse uh, growing up and then, you know, the abuse in the first marriage and and just those kind of things. And I think I just have come so far and I mean, I hate to say recovery, my journey. There we go. Um, (laughs) And so I just think that I've finally gotten to the point where I can say this is who I am, Um, not take it or leave it, but like. I'm a good person. I have done great things and I'm a good dad and I'm uh, a good husband and those kind of things. So um, that's kind of what that means to me when I, you know, I am enough. I don't really have to prove myself to anyone anymore. I love it. And you're a good brother. You forgot that one too. Yeah, a little bit. Well, sometimes I'm a good sister and you're a good brother sometimes. But no, that's absolutely perfect because I think 
a lot of people think that there's a wrong way to believe that. And there's really not. It's like whatever you feel true for yourself. So great job. You rocked that one. (laughs) So uh, it's funny because I've actually never said the word abuse in all of my speaking and everything in regards to our childhood. I always just talk about dysfunctional family. Oh. Uh, So, you know, because I think there's some respect there for mom and dad in a way, but we did grow up in a very dysfunctional, abusive family. Um, And you obviously, I think, got it the worst because you were the oldest and the only boy. Yep. So share with us a little bit about and then, of course, the marriage. That's a whole nother drama story. <laughs> it was just emotional on that one. No physical on that one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I know, and I honestly think that it is recovery. Like, I think both you and I have been in recovery from stuff from childhood throughout our life to today even. So talk a little bit about, because this is huge being a guy and sharing this type of information and this type of, of story. So share as much as you want or kind of how you moved from each one of those stages, you know, from childhood to your first marriage to kind of having this amazing wife, Megan now, and then, you know, my two beautiful nephews and my, and my beautiful niece. So share a little bit about what that journey looked like. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of a blur between when I was young till maybe mid twenties, but, uh, um, I was just not anywhere near being a functional adult, till almost mid twenties or late twenties. And, uh, and I met Megan and we have, well, I mean, and your, your maiden, maiden name, is that the right term for <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. It's Teary. So there's like yeah. two Megan Teary's. So like when I'm talking to people, I have to say like, well, I'm talking to dad. I'm like wife, Megan, sister, Megan. Like I have to say that every time they're spelled different, but when you say it, but yeah. no, I met her and she was, uh, she is amazing. And she kind of scooped me up and said, you know, I don't think she said it out loud, but like her role is going to be, I'm going to take care of you while you battle through this. And over the years I've gone to therapy and I go to therapy every two weeks and, uh, it's just been, it's just so nice. Um, I still have issues. Like I still have issues, but from what I was at 25 and um, 43, it's just like, I'm a totally different person. And it's been, uh, it's been tough. It's been tough. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And, and, and part of that growth or that, that, that I'm working on is I started a podcast and it's called threads life unfiltered. And we talk about a lot of mental health. Our kind of joke going in when we talk to people is we peer pressure people to go to therapy. So, I mean, and then our hashtag is healthy people go to therapy. So, I mean, it's, it's just kind of one of those things. Like I've been so transformed by finding the right therapist, um, Mm -hmm. that I'm just, I I just can't stop talking about it. So. Well, I love that because you know me, I'm a therapist Mm. and I totally agree with it because, you know, I'm a hot mess half the time. And as you know, I mean, if anyone that's watching, if you want to know anything about me, you need to talk to my brother because like we could tell you stories upon stories of like, my hot mess, his hot mess, our yep. whole family. Like, I think our whole family, their story, our story should be like a lifetime movie. But anyway, um, and we still struggle with it. You know, oh, we yeah. struggle with communication and, and you know, not thinking about each other as much as we should. But um, the one thing that I'm so proud of you is, is for sticking with therapy because, and I love that you said you have to find the right therapist. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people think, 
oh, you go to therapy and you don't mesh with the first therapist. So I'm, it's not going to work for me. And I would be lost without my therapist. Let me tell you, I would just, I would be completely lost. So um, I love that. So talk a little bit about what the podcast, because you have two of them. Yeah, I have two. <laughs> the one, the other one is super funny. And because I know I have a lot of Michigan people that watch the show and listen to the podcast. And that one is Rideshare GR, right? No, it's GR Rideshare Adventures. Oh, yeah. Okay. So talk about that one first, because I think that that one's the more funny one. And yeah. That was your first one. Yeah. Started, I don't think right? anyone will want to listen to that one unless you're a driver. So, I mean, I'll briefly okay. talk about it. Um, no, that one's grown really well. Um, we have kind of such a, a niche in that podcast world because you know, it's only for rideshare drivers. So there's not a lot of rideshare podcasts out there. So that one's been successful. It's kind of fun. Um, we call ourselves an infotainment company. So wow. yeah. So we, we, we say we give you information, we give you tips, but we also are cracking jokes and watching funny, you know, people be dumb and as a rideshare driver and stuff like that. So um, so that one's, yeah, GR Rideshare Adventures. If you are out there listening and you are a rideshare driver, check it out. Um, we'd love to have you. So, And then the yeah. second one is Threads. It's uh, Ben, my co-host Ben, from the Rideshare Podcast. We kind of became friends and outside of the podcast. And so that's what we do. We sit down um, every other week. Uh, we're kind of going to go once a week. But, yeah, we interview people. We talk about just life unfiltered, the Facebook fake, and all that other stuff. And um, just how frustrating it can be when you see um, people that are posting on Facebook and it's like, hmm, that doesn't seem right. Like that seems a little too polished. And so we just kind of talk about our lives and, you know, Ben's got a great story. I got a great story. And we interview people. We've had uh, two transgender uh, persons on our podcast, which was very That's cool. Awesome. We've had um, We've had somebody that started a podcast about dealing with grief uh, of a ch death of a child. And there was wow. no podcast for that. So she started one. Like, how is there not a podcast Amazing. about grief? Uh, there's a podcast about grief, like just grief, but not like losing a child. So, wow. but yeah, and I'm actually uh, pr starting to be a producer on another one. <laughs> I love this because you've always kind of had this thing, like, let's try this, let's try that. Yeah. You know, like recently it was the drums, which I love. Yeah, they're still in the other room. You've always had your hands and stuff, but this, you finally, I feel like you found your niche and like, you're super good at it. And you have such a great, like when you got on earlier before we started recording, I was like, oh, your voice sounds so good. <laughs> like you have that voice for doing this type of stuff. So I think it's awesome. And especially because I don't really know the side of you. I mean, I know the soft side of you, but like, you know, we've had conversations here and there, but it's really cool to see you step into the element of, hey, let's get raw and real. And I have to ask, <laughs> although I'm kind of afraid to, what do you think about my Facebook? <laughs> uh, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it seems a little fake. Mm -hmm. and, and you know what? It's fine. It's it's how you roll. There's obviously some showmanship involved in all of this. Let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and I and that's something that I strive for as well because I mean, you knew me when I was going through the six years with oh. Mr. N. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I think we should talk about too because I think it shows too how 
messed up I was from that because yeah. I would like yell at you guys all the time. And I was always on edge. Like when I would come home and visit and I didn't realize it myself, Yeah, you know, until like I walked away from him and then did this big transformation thing. And you guys were honest and you were like, no, you, you were messed up and you took a lot of stuff out on us. And I wasn't even living in Michigan. Yeah. And so for me, it's just, it's really important to be authentic and real and, you know, I do like that feedback from social media, you know, because I don't ever want to look like I have it all together because, you know, I'm freaking hot mess half the time. Yeah. So, um, but that's awesome. What is uh, one of the most memorable or moving interviews that you've done on your Threads podcast? I think it was um, the one, the grief, uh, her name's uh, Marcy Larson. That was just episode 50 and we're only 53 in. So it was just recent. Wow. It's just... Uh, Man, I tell you what, when you get somebody in, because I have a little studio in the basement, when you get somebody in here that like lost a child and is like crying in front of you, I felt bad. Like, like almost at the end of the podcast, I'm like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, this is important for me to talk about. And I love talking about her son, Andy. Um, and uh, it only been a year and a half. So, yeah, wow. that was super impactful. Um, her podcast is really, really good. I she's going to do great things. I'm, I was, I'm glad I had her on, uh, on the way up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it's so true because what I learned and, and I'm sure you have too, that the more you're vulnerable to share the good, the bad and the ugly, then like the toxic people and the toxic things leave your life and the right things and the right people come to you because you're able to open up. That's because people want to hear what we have to say and want us People want to know that we're human and that we don't have it all together. Yeah, I think people love uh, – that's one thing about podcasts is the vulnerability. Like people just want to hear what real people – they don't want – they don't need to hear anything super polished. Yes, the audio has to sound somewhat good. Otherwise, it's unlistenable. But, right. you know, we don't edit our podcast. We cut the crap in the front that we've talked before after I press record. We cut the back. We add a song. We upload. Like, yeah, we don't take out the ums, the, the stutters, the – I mean, that's what – that's the fun part. That's like, oh man, that was terrible. But you yeah. know, and we just keep on going. So, and yeah, we do. My my friend, uh, my co-host, does the editing for the Blonde Bombshell podcast. This one, I don't. Yeah, it's like put the intro and the exit out because I don't. I want it to be real. Yeah, you know, I want it to like, you know, be authentic and real. So that is awesome. Um, so talk a little bit about um kind of going back into that, the therapy talk, because I love, again, I'm just so proud of you for like embracing therapy. And you always have, like, you've never, I just remember like growing up, you've never been against it, but um, what is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned from therapy? Um, I, you know, I don't really have one takeaway. What, what I find is I'm like, oh, I'm going to therapy. I got nothing to talk about. I'm good. Yeah. You know, I'm like, why I even go? One time I was like, I didn't want to go. I had something else pop up and I called her and she's like, yeah, it's going to be $85 cancellation fee. I'm like, well, I'm going. I'm not paying that. So it's just when I get there, I leave there feeling uh, refreshed, refreshed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I haven't really, all my little changes have been incremental and it's not really, it's the weirdest thing. Like she's not like giving me these six tools to work with, which I wish I ask her all the time because I'm kind of. This is the plan. Your sister can give those to you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, I need a plan. Give me these yeah. six steps. And she's like, that's not how it works. 
Like I yeah. can give you, I can give you a thing to work on. So the one thing I am struggling with now though, is um, I'm finding all these little uh, things that are just kind of coming up that aren't terrible, but it's something that uh, it's causing a problem, like a little, little issue here and a little issue there. So I did uh, start EMDR. I don't, do you know what that Ooh, is? Yes. About three months ago. And then I quit. Uh, I didn't, well, I didn't like it. I didn't like that. I couldn't, she kept asking me like, so what do you think about that? I was like, I don't, I got nothing. And I felt bad and guilty. Like we were wasting each other's time. Like here I am like, why, why she doesn't care. But I was, I was like, I'm not getting anything out of it, but she wants to go back. So I'm thinking about trying it again and trying to plow through that. But it's a little weird. It is a little weird. I'm not trained in EMDR, but a lot of my friends that are therapists are, and I've actually not done it yet. Uh, I may. (laughs) You should. I know. Well, I I kept, I kept saying to my therapist, I was like, Hey, I'm still, I'm just getting hung up on these little things. She's like, I'm telling you, we got to go back to EMDR. Cause I think once we do that, we can wrap, we can get rid of these little, these little hiccups that you're having this anxiety or this little um, whatever, a little anger outburst or whatever, these weird little hiccups. And they're not big things. They're just like, it's like, you know, it's causing issues, you know? Well, we do. I will be the first to say we do have anger issues in our family. Yeah. Yeah, I have never, do. ever, I have never hid that. Uh, people <laughs> closest to me know, like my girlfriends, everyone, like that is, that is something that we inherited in a way from childhood, but we have the choice to learn how to deal with it, right? You're right? Obviously, you've learned how to deal with it. I've learned, but we're still human and we still mess up once in a while. Um, do you find that when you do the EMDR work, is it, or like when you're dealing with different types of emotions, is it stuff from the past or have you worked through that and you're just kind of like focused on just little things that come up, you know, day to day stuff? No, it's everything from the past. Yeah. She kind of uh, gave me, try to remember. She asked me to remember the last thing I remembered as early as a child. And then we're kind of starting from there and working out. So, yeah, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's hard. I'm open to all that alternative stuff. Like I love internal alternative medicine. Like I'm a I'm a CBD oil guy. I'm a essential oils guy. I'm like, I mean, I'll take prescriptions if I need to, but I would rather not. And so yeah. I'm open to all that. So I, I'm surprised. I Well, it's a control thing, right? You have to let go. You have to let go of your control of controlling your thoughts. And that's that's kind of hard. <laughs> Look at you, all yeah. therapist like. I know. <laughs> um, so I I don't know if you know this, but as a therapist and as a human and in my own life, I'm a huge like coping skills fan. That's kind of where the movement came, you know, the visual coping skills. Yeah. And you've been in therapy for a long time. And so I'm sure you learned some of these. So when you start feeling anxious or irritable or just some negative emotion, either physically or, you know, in your head, what do you do to kind of ground yourself or to kind of step away from that? See, that's the thing. I haven't, I haven't done that yet. That's the issues I'm talking about. When I have that anxiety to catch my body signals, um, I'm, I'm working on that, but I've not mastered that. Like, and that's the skills I was talking about from her. I'm like, can you give me something? And she's like, We'll, we'll get there. I don't think you're there yet because what happens? I'll email you. <laughs> what happens to me is like anxiety, and then one little thing just goes, tick, and then I'm right there. Like I don't have yep. a half a second to even be like, wait. Like that's what I need. I need like a wait time, and I'm I'm working on that. So 
<laughs> well, I love how open and real you are right now because, you know, we haven't talked like this in a while, but, you know, on my website, this is just for anyone that's listening, you can go and download the grounding skills handout that I'm kind of talking about with my brother. <laughs> um, and it's ways to distract yourself when you feel anxious or when you feel irritable. And I love what you said, Jason, because you, especially with anxiety, we feel it physically first. Yeah. We don't realize it in our head. Mm -hmm. And so like becoming more aware of that and that physical part. Uh, so those of you who are watching, you can simply go to my website, uh, meganfenyo.com and download your free, uh, free PDF of that. And there's all kinds of other resources on there, but I'll email you one, Jason. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So we have about two minutes left. Uh, I have one question for you. Uh, and it just came to my head and I was wondering if I should ask you because I had to think about it too, but what is one of your funniest memories? Uh, cause okay. This, so I should tell the audience, there's three of us. My brother's the oldest and then I'm the middle. And then my sister is the youngest. We're, my sister and I are 14 months apart and we are all three completely, completely different. Yeah. Although I look like my brother and we kind of look alike, but anyway. Yeah. What is your favorite memory, um, either growing up or like with me or Nicole or something like that? Like one of your favorite memories? I'll tell you, I do struggle with memories. I, I, know. I know Nicole has a photographic memory. I really struggle. But there is one time, um, it, I, you weren't involved in it, but it was John Otterbacher. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, so mom and dad had a station wagon back in the day. <laughs> And we were sneaking, well, when we say sneaking out, mom was taking us to go get ice cream. Well, we snuck in the back and left the door open and she backed the car up. And remember, she peeled the door. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that. She like just peeled the door like it the other way. So and we're like freaking out. And and, and it was fine. Like I, I remember my dad be like, oh, man, well, whatever. You know what I mean? But that I just remember that, like, oh, my gosh, we were so excited to go get ice cream. And then this happened. It's like, oh, man. Well, that happened once when the Wilson Phillips CD or cassette tape came out. And mom took us to Target. I was with me and I can't remember who. And we had to stop at the post office. And we jumped out of the car and hid behind the building. And mom backed into a car. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Mom wasn't the greatest driver. <laughs> Okay, so I have to share my favorite, one of my favorite memories with you is, so my brother and I used to, he used to drive me to school because we were in high school, I think one year together or two, I can't remember. One or two, yeah. And back then, that's when we would wear the big clothes, right? And so my brother used to have the Smashing Pumpkins t-shirt, and then he would always wear like your button-up flannel shirts, right? Yeah. And I remember I stole your Smashing Pumpkins t-shirt. I think it was the one with the heart on it or something like that. I remember. I don't even remember that. But. And I snuck it out over my winter coat. And we're walking down the halls. And that was back, you know, where you put your, you know, tie your flannel shirt around your waist. Oh, yeah. And I remember you saw me in the hallway at school. And you were so pissed at me. You oh, were I'm like, sure. what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so after that, I did not uh, sneak any clothes from you. Yeah, but. we're aging ourselves talking about the Smashing Pumpkins and like flannel. Well, I guess flannel's kind of back again, but I don't see people I, tying it around their waist. No, but I have to call you out on one of your school pictures where you had oh. the um, like the the, perm. the overalls with the one strap oh. on. <laughs> I thought you talked about the perm one when I got a perm. Oh yeah, the perm too. I mean. 
we could just go on and on. Mom, I don't know. I think mom made all of us get perms. Oh, I had perm like every year. For, terrible. Don't ask me how long. <laughs> but um, so funny. Yeah, the overalls. So, I know the overalls with the one strap. Yeah. Um, this definitely is not long enough, this, this show. Uh, but I have immensely enjoyed having you on. Um, again, for those of you who are watching, check out the two podcasts. Jason, where can they check them out at? Yeah, you can go to both of our websites. It's threadspodcast.com or GR Rideshare Adventures or GR Rideshare. That will get you .com and you can click on the links there and download away. Awesome. So yes, I will have all of this in the, sh in the show notes as well. Uh, thank you so much, Big Brother, for uh, believing in what I'm doing and, and you know being vulnerable today to be on the show and, and share your heart. It means everything to me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. And I always end the show with my favorite quote, which is this, you are enough just as you are, regardless of whatever season you're in. And the more you celebrate and focus on that, the more you will live in your strength. Thank you again for tuning in to The Threads Podcast, Life Unfiltered. What an awesome episode this was to hear Jason have a heart-to-heart -heart with his sister. We look forward to having you join us again in the future. And uh, until then, have a great whatever. <laughs>